The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the the show today. It's going to be a great show. I'm sure many of you are very cold, but when you hear this show, you are going to get fired up because this show today is very, very important to me. As you know, we have had breaking news the past month and a half, every show, the beginning of the show, someone has been coming on giving us an update on the ratification of the UN Convention on Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And we are committed here, and Voice America is committed to constantly advertising this. We want to make a difference. So we have a lot of guests today, and let me just get started I know we have, uh, who's going to be with us the entire show, David Morrissey. David, are you with us? I am, Joyce. Okay. Hey, David, how about if you just give him a quick background, who you are and what you're doing? Thanks, Joyce. I'm the Executive Director of the United States International Council on Disabilities. We're an organization uh, that brings together the American disability community uh, to connect with the global disability community. And we're leading the campaign for the U.S. to ratify this important disability rights treaty. And, David, thank you for everything you're doing. I oh, know you. you have been our leader and spokesperson, so thank you for your dedication and your hard work. So I have a lot of prestigious guests today, and I'm going to begin with someone that I'm very proud to know. He will be our first guest. He was the first Secretary of Homeland Security and the former governor of the great state of Pennsylvania, which we know is the greatest state in the United States. (laughs) Um, And here I am in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where uh, I am headquartered. And he has been a champion for us. And may I tell you, uh, since I lived in in state of Pennsylvania and still do, that he always has been a champion for people with disabilities. So it is my great honor to have Governor Tom Ridge with us today. Welcome, Governor Ridge. Well, Joyce, it's a great uh, pleasure to join you on your show, and it's a great pleasure to join the distinguished guests that you have in advocating publicly, aggressively, as as, as effectively as we can to. Uh, get the United States Senate to approve the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. It's a great pleasure and a privilege to join you. Oh, thank you. So, Governor Rich, how about if you tell our listeners uh, today across the country why it is so important to you to see uh, CRPD ratified? Well, uh, Joyce, uh, my commitment to uh, the uh, UN Convention is really derived from a lifelong commitment to uh, support uh, the challenges associated with uh, 
uh, people with disabilities. It began as a very young a young boy with a, a young friend who was severely disabled uh, through my time in the military as a as a combat veteran there, but for the grace of God, because anybody that served, uh, some sacrifice their lives, others sacrifice uh, their limbs and become disabled. And so my travel around the world when I've been in the company of, the, of, 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 of people with disabilities, and at the end of the day, uh, the sense of self-worth that an individual has is... Uh, is really about the opportunities afforded to them to do things that they want to do. And so the opportunity for the United States that uh, led with the groundbreaking Americans with Disabilities Act uh, to promote the rights uh, and thereby the opportunities of uh, the global disabled community is something that I feel very strongly about. And I think the United Nations is the best and the most effective place to advocate uh, for these rights and opportunities for people with disabilities. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm four square behind it and, uh, I think I'm very much appreciative of your sustained commitment to it as well. Well, and Governor Rich, thank you so much for serving this country, which brings me to would this not impact veterans, veterans with disabilities, this UN convention? Well, it, it certainly does. I mean, and as I, I didn't mention, but, you know, I've been privileged to serve as the chairman of the board of uh, the National Organization on Disability. And uh, we've got uh, several pilot programs working with veterans with disabilities. But basically, we say as an organization, if you have a disability, we're for you. We're agnostic about disabilities. And whether disability rose as a, uh, as a veteran because of your service to your country or as an accident or by birth, uh, we think that there are rights and opportunities that should be afforded to you that uh, are not necessarily be available to you at the time. But clearly, uh, I don't know of, uh, there may be a few exceptions, but I think the broad veterans community, the uh, veterans of foreign wars and the Legion, and the variety of these veterans organizations are all supportive of the UN Convention on the Right of Persons with Disabilities. So the veterans community, by and large, is uh, is, uh, has sustained their support for this. And the leader of that uh, effort has been uh, another great patriot, another great veteran, and one of America's national treasures is Senator Bob Dole, himself a disabled veteran. Yes, who I was uh, at the last vote, which sadly, you know, we did not get to ratify this, which I know that will change, um, but he was there. And I was just so moved by the fact that he came there, uh, you know, somewhat frail, and yet there he was, so dedicated to this, right down there, you know, on the floor, uh, just so passionate, uh, and he has always been. You know, I'm, I must tell you from place. a personal point of view, and, and uh, Bob Doe has always been... Uh, one of my uh, one of my heroes in the world of uh, of public service, uh, a remarkable man, and for so many of his colleagues who have always praised his uh, service and who've always respected his commitment to his country, whether on the battlefield uh, in in World War II or the political battlefield in the United States Senate, uh, for them to uh, frankly uh, disregard. Uh, his commitment to the treaty, as well as his interpretation. I mean, there's a lot of people that say the treaty is going to do this and the treaty is going to do that. And when Bob Dole and others like uh, the, the Attorney General at the time, uh, Dick Thornburg and great lawyers, stand up and say this treaty in no way 
in no way infringes on any of the rights of the Americans. This treaty does not require any changes in U.S. law. This treaty does not relinquish any authority uh, to the U.N. under U.S. law. For people to disagree with that interpretation uh, and disagree with Bob Dole is, 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 is probably one of the, the saddest things I've seen, and that's why we have to sustain our commitment to it. And I agree with you. Actually, I my heart went out, of course, to everyone, but I just I thought that was unthinkable. And uh, we will continue to charge on. And Governor Ridge, what message do you want to leave with all of our listeners today? What do you want them to do? Well, what I would hope the, the listeners uh, one first of all, I thank them for for tuning in. Second, I'd like to tell them that. Uh, the United States is a party to over 10,000 treaties and international agreements, and uh, some, of the, some of the opponents to this suggest that this treaty somehow will be construed differently and have a negative impact on our country. I want them to disregard that notion. And, and then finally, uh, they've got uh, uh, their iPhone or their email uh, or if they're still in writing letters. I think their strong grassroots public advocacy to their respective senators is something that the community of the disabled would uh, very much appreciate. Again, it's not only about rights, it's about opportunities. And again, I can't reiterate, um, the United Nations is the best, the most visible, and potentially the most effective forum to promote internationally uh, and, and for America to accept the role and the responsibility to promote the rights of people with disabilities is something that I think it, it should be our, it, it should be, it's our, ADA is our legacy, and using the UN to promote those rights globally should be our future, and I hope they advocate as strongly as they possibly can for it. And I hope you listen to Governor Ridge before he leaves. Governor Ridge, uh, as you have been in public service, doesn't it make a difference when people call, when people take time to call and say, please do this? Doesn't that make a difference? Well, I'm a strong believer in, uh, in that grassroots uh, support for an initiative, uh, and I really believe that uh, there are probably uh, a few senators uh, who are equivocating, and I'm not going to, I may challenge their interpretation of uh, the treaty because I think most legal scholars disagree with the negative view that many people are taking. But I think grassroots support of an initiative like this is critically important, and I would encourage them to do whatever they can to express their strong and sustained support uh, with their uh, with their United States senators. Well, Governor uh, Tom Ridge, I know you know that you had a limited time here, but I just want to thank you so much for taking time once again. This shows what a great leader you are, that you would take time to do this and that you have continued to be supportive of people like me with epilepsy and a hearing disability and everyone with disabilities. I want to thank you so much, and we will take the challenge up. Well, I'm in good company today, Joyce, with you and David Morrissey, and I think you, uh, my friend and uh, colleague Dick Thornburg, and I think you get Tony Quayle on, hopefully, and a host of other people. Again, I encourage your listeners, your voice counts, your opinion counts. Uh, let it be known. Thank you. Lead on, Governor Ridge. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you. Wow, we're lucky to have him, aren't we, David? Absolutely. His testimony in November in front of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee as to 
the importance of U.S. ratification of this treaty really was a gripping moment um, in, in the Senate. Uh, his personal experiences uh, traveling the world and being a, uh, a leader in the disability community uh, really brought a personal case to the importance of this treaty that moved me and many other advocates to continue to fight. And let me add his call to uh, your listeners to make those calls. I want to support as well, and we have a tool that I think can help them, and that is a simple website, disabilitytreaty.org. It puts all the tools at your listeners' fingertips to make those calls to their senator to call on them to, yes, vote for ratification of the CRPD. And, David, what about people that... Yes. Uh, This is Tony. I'm on the line. Oh, Tony Quello, thank you so much for calling in and joining us. Tony will also be with us uh, the entire show, Tony and David. Uh, And, Tony, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear Governor Ridge? I I heard everything he said. I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, He's a a great patriot and somebody uh, who uh, did a great service in several capacities uh, to our to our government, not only as governor, but to the federal government. And uh, having his support and his endorsement, I think, is very important. And hopefully he can help us with some of those senators that need to be persuaded, along with your grassroots listeners. Well, first of all, for those of you that don't know, which I always say, you don't even have to call him Tony Queller. If I say Tony... People know who I'm talking about. But Congressman, former Congressman Tony Quello, was the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, is my mentor, and is a true leader, not just in the United States but in the world, for all of these issues. And, Tony, you have been involved with this for a long time. Is that correct? That's true from the very beginning. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, Joyce. Um, I think that... The point that is missed is that we in the disability community in the United States have basically been leading a worldwide effort in regards to respect for those of us with disabilities and making sure that we have our place in society along with everybody else. We don't want more. We just want uh, equal recognition and equal opportunity to succeed just like anybody else. We've got that through the ADA and the ADA Amendments Act, but that took a lot of effort. And what it took was basically people committed, wanting to succeed and and make something happen. On the treaty, what this is basically is taking our ADA and making it international. And so that not everybody will uh, develop an ADA like we have in the United States, nor should they. I mean... We are, each of them are their own countries or their own constituents. But basically, it's aspirational. We want the, the different countries throughout the world to recognize that instead of uh, aborting babies from disabled uh, mothers because they don't think the disabled mother can handle them, aborting, um, uh, I mean, uh, putting young people in, in hospitals and camps and, and so forth because they have a disability, uh, discriminated against some in that not even giving them a, a citizenship number or, or any way to identify that they're a citizen of a country just because they have a disability. None of those things are right just from a moral point of view, and, and we have an obligation. I just get really excited 
when reading about and listening to the current Pope uh, uh, and what he says about people with disabilities and what he says about um, the respect for individuals that God brings on this earth. And, and that's all this is about. It doesn't affect, as Tom Ridge says, doesn't affect any U.S. law. It doesn't impact any uh, ability by the states or the federal government to do what they want to do. The U.N. has no authority uh, over the United States on, on disabilities or anything else. And it's just a fear factor that people are deliberately misleading and spreading to try to create fear among people, um, particularly parents with disabled children, that this is going to impact them in a negative way. And what we have is basically a right-wing group who is trying to prevent the recognition that those of us with disabilities want to see happen for our brothers and sisters all over the world uh, who don't have the opportunities that we have here as a result of the ADA. Uh, This is really important that we speak out and not let some senators that are being persuaded politically and as opposed to really understanding what is going on. But we need to raise our voices. We need to be engaged. We need to take on these critics. Uh, uh, Every disability issue has always been bipartisan. This is not a partisan issue. This is a bipartisan issue that has been pursued and discussed and led by uh, the United States for, for decades. So I, as you can tell, I'm very aggressive and passionate about this. Yes, and actually, uh, I have known Tony, believe it or not, since 1996. As when I first met Tony, he was the chairman of the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities, reporting to President Clinton. And, of course, Tony was also the national chair of the Epilepsy Foundation and AAPD and you know, author of the ADA. In all those years, I can truthfully say I have never seen Tony as really saddened as I did the day this did not pass. As a matter of fact, I was photographing people, and I kept this photograph, and I hope I never have to see it again because Tony had his head down, and he was so sad. Um, and, Tony, I know that you know Bob Dole was the same way. Yes, I, I've talked to Bob several times. Uh, you know, one of the true um, uh, leaders in our country on a lot of issues, not just disabilities, but a lot of issues really respected on both sides. And to, uh, as Tom Ridge said, to have Bob Dole uh, be rejected by some of the colleagues that have, some of them even committed to him that they would support the treaty, and then to renege uh, on him on the Senate floor while he's there uh, was disgraceful, uh, disrespectful, despicable. I, I, I was so hurt for him and for all of us in the disability community that this would take place in front of this, this great American uh, who has sacrificed his la- life, uh, his whole life has been dedicated to serving uh, the American people, uh, starting with his uh, commitment in the military and, in effect, uh, becoming disabled as a result of his commitment in the military. 
And so uh, it, it was a sad day, Joyce. You're absolutely right. I, one of the saddest days I've had because I just always believed in my heart that when it came down to these issues, that we would separate politics, put it aside, and and really try to lead in regards to what we do for those of us with disabilities. Yes. Well, we are going to march on, and we're keeping David and Tony with us throughout the show um, to make comments and to ask them questions as we move forward. But I know we have another guest with us, and I think you can tell by these guests we have on the show today how strongly we feel about the ratification of CRPD. And may I say, we have so many other advocates out there, one of which is Rhonda Newhouse with Dredef, who has this all over the social media today. Um, and it's people like that that's helping us make a difference. But here's another person. We, now we're coming from the private sector because we have, as our guest today, the executive director of the U.S. Business Leadership Network, Jill Houghton. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce Bender, and what a what an honor to uh, join you and and Tony and David and Governor Ridge and all your distinguished guests today. Well, we're happy to have you with us. And how about um, if you take first a minute so our listeners will know what the USBLN and how the members are supportive, because I want them to realize the power that is also in the business community. Well, uh, the U.S. Business Leadership Network, also referred to as the USBLN, is also a, a gift that Tony Coelho um, gave birth to when he was the chair of the President's Committee on Employment of People with Disabilities. Uh, we are a national nonprofit that brings business together to, um, based on the premise that business responds to their peers. So we help business drive performance by leveraging disability inclusion in the workplace, the supply chain, and the marketplace. And I'll tell you that on behalf of our, of our members and our nearly 50 uh, BLN affiliates across the nation, I'm here because we strongly, I emphasize strongly, support the need to ratify the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. Oh, and that is so powerful to hear. And could you give them an idea of the size of these federal contractors we're talking about? We're talking about companies like AT&T, IBM, Microsoft, Walmart, uh, the Coca-Cola Company, J.P. Morgan Chase, Verizon, Sprint, Adobe, the list goes on. Um, and we're going to continue to grow this list, and we need... We need listeners. We need people across America to understand that, that what's good for people with disabilities is also good for business. This is an incredible opportunity for global corporations. We need, we are a leader, uh, and we need the opportunity to promote U.S. standards internationally. We need the opportunity to be able to export American-made uh, products and services to other countries around the world. This is good for business. 
it's also good for business because as global companies, we need access to talent. We need talent. And as you and Tony and and uh, Governor Rids know, talent includes people with disabilities. And this begins to level the playing field. We need to get this done. Yes. And, Tony, what is your feeling about this, having the private sector involved? And a good point that Jill made is that they're global. Well, I think this is really the, the issue is that we have a lot of companies. Well, but before I make any comment, I just want to applaud, applaud Jill and, and her work with uh, USPLN and, and what a great job she has done just in general, uh, but particularly in response, regard to uh, disabilities and getting these businesses to get together and, and recognize the contribution that those of us with disabilities can make to their companies. And so I applaud Jill tremendously. Um, secondly, uh, I think the thing that people don't understand is that the, the more that we globalize uh, the disability network, in effect, uh, the more goods that are available at cheaper cost to those of us with disabilities in the United States and in every part of the world. Uh, that means wheelchairs. That means all kinds of devices and, and uh, applications uh, that make life uh, more visible and visible, visible, livable, and and uh, create the opportunities for people with disabilities all over the world. So globalization is a thing that will bring down the cost and will improve each of these products or services that uh, take place for the worldwide community on disabilities. We have American companies who are involved in this globalization effort. Uh, and they are really committed to helping uh, people all over the world in this regard. But what does this mean? This means that there are American workers who are developing and building and creating these uh, uh, opportunities for those of us in the disability community. It's their job. So we're, we're actually, this is in, involves American jobs, U.S. jobs, but then it also is people all over the world that these global companies have employed that they will then employ people with disabilities who have accommodations that give them the opportunity to provide a, a good product or a good service for these companies in any capacity. So what you're doing is you're raising the talent capability of people worldwide with this globalization effort of these businesses and their outreach and their needs and so forth. So it's a win-win for, for everybody here, and we are the leader in that. And if we don't participate in this treaty like other countries, we're going to lose that leadership. And, and there's nobody more creative than us in providing these opportunities. And that's what's sad. That's what I don't think uh, some of these folks who are critical uh, realize that is happening worldwide and the U.S. opportunity for that to help all kinds of people with disabilities worldwide. Yes. And, and Jill, before you leave, uh, and once again, Jill is the Executive Director of the United States Business Leadership Network, and as Tony mentioned, has just moved it forward and is doing a fabulous job and is not just 
in the business world, but an advocate also. So, uh, Jill, what message do you have for our listeners today? Raise your voices and be heard. We need to, like, like Tony has talked about, like Joyce has talked about, and David and Governor Ridge, we need, we need to mobilize at the local level. We need to reach out to our elected officials, to our senators, and we need to let them know that they have got to vote yes. We need their support. They have got to hear from us. And uh, if there's anything that we can do in terms of providing education for business, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to the USBLN at usbln.org. Uh, All of our contact information is there. Happy to provide uh, information um, and 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 be loud. Let's get loud. I'll go with that. Lead on, Jill. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, Tony, don't you think it would be a terrible day if a person with a disability could not get a job because of not having the UN Convention? Yeah, and I, what bothers me, Joyce, is that. Um, I don't think we in our own community realize the impact of this. So Jill says get loud. I say get mad. Um, (laughs) Get mad that the Senate is unwilling to do what in every way is morally, legally, ethically right. Uh, Some people say that there are uh, ways that the U.N. could get involved. Well, most of us overwhelmingly disagree with that, but that let's let's say that they have some merit. We are willing to develop uh, uh, reservations, understandings, and um, what is it, David? Declarations. Declarations. Reservations, understandings, and declarations, which in effect spell out the things that we are concerned about. And they, over the 200-year history of this country, those rods or legal and standing and have never been uh, abused or whatever. It is so that if there are legitimate concerns by senators in regards to some of this, let's work out a rud to take care of it. Let's, let's not let uh, uh, some, some people that deliberately from uh, a very narrow point of view uh, destroy the effort that is being made by so many of us to help out the disability community worldwide and to help veterans and businesses and our community here in the United States. And you know what? I'm with Tony. Let's get mad. I love that. As a matter of fact, I was there, as I said, and I saw disgracefully how Senator Dole was treated. This is totally bipartisan. It truly is a completely bipartisan issue. And after that, uh, as David knows, I started on the social media that if you try to stop this, shame on you. Shame on you. When this really is ADA for the world. And David, um, how about you? What do you think about this? And am I not correct when I was speaking earlier? Didn't we completely have veteran support on this? Absolutely. 
the grassroots community around the United States are really fired up from this. We have seen people start their own Facebook pages, their own Twitter campaigns. That's the veterans community. Those are parents. All sorts of um, advocates for this issue are coming to raise their voices every day, asking the Senate, why isn't this done yet? The package that the Senate has is an excellent package, as Tony mentioned, that follows traditional American practice on treaties. It's one that advances U.S. interests, not challenges or weakens our sovereignty. And it's in the best interest of the U.S. So it's no wonder that it's a growing movement. And we need those voices. Again, disabilitytreaty.org can help folks make those calls that we desperately need coming into their senators now. Disabilitytreaty.org. Disabilitytreaty.org. When you go there, it is made so easy for you to get in touch with your senator. And you know, don't do this one thing. Don't ever sit back and think, oh, well, you know, it's moving. I've heard it's moving, and I'm behind it. You must take action. You've got to take action. That's the only way we can really make a difference. And this is so important. I mean, having our veterans, all of our veteran groups behind this. And that's been a real fire for the community to see how, Multiple generations of veterans care about this issue, from the American Legion and the veterans of foreign wars to the newer generation of veterans like the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans Association and the Wounded Warrior Project. Over 20 veteran groups are all together on this issue. They're going on the Hill. They're talking to senators to see how can we get this done because this is in the interest of America's veterans. And I... I will tell you all something listening to the show. This is what I want you to do. This show is archived. VendorConsult.com and, of course, on VoiceAmerica.com. And I want you at the end of this to download this show. I want you to get this out. I want you to tell people. All they have to do is go to iTunes and they can download this show. Spread the news far and wide. We've got to make a difference. And... I know that we have with us, oh, someone I admire so much, a dear friend of mine, and most important, a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. That's the key. He is an obsessed Pittsburgh Pirates fan, former Attorney General, Governor of, once again, this great state of Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Governor Thornburg. Thanks, Joyce. It's good to be with you, and uh, hats off to you for providing leadership and bringing us all together to once again remind folks how important it is for uh, the United States to maintain and sustain its leadership role in providing aid to people with disabilities around the world, and that's what this convention will do. Well, Governor Thornburg, I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit more, if you could tell uh, your views on, as you well know, there are people that think that this would somehow change the law, that, that it would make changes. And I know when you testified, I know you've read this inside and out, and it would not change the law. Is that correct? I'm very puzzled by the objections that are raised uh, to the uh, treaty on the grounds that it will have some adverse effect upon democracy in our country, on our legal system, 
and on the rights that are protected by legislation like the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. Let's think back a minute, uh, speaking of the ADA. Uh, throughout my lifetime, I've been involved uh, with you and others uh, who are interested in seeing that discrimination against people with disabilities has ended and that they're empowered and given rights that let them participate in the mainstream. But it wasn't always that way. Uh, when my son, uh, Peter, now in his 50s, was severely injured in an auto accident in 1960, uh, there were none of these statutes on the books. There were no rights and protections uh, that were guaranteed by uh, constitutional law. <clears throat> so we know how important these acts can be. And to ascribe to them some kind of ulterior motive that it's meant to undermine our democracy or our system of laws is, is simply uh, uh, unacceptable. And my hope is that uh, responsible leaders in the Congress, our lawmakers, will speak up and speak out <clears throat> and ensure that that kind of argument doesn't carry the day because it would be a crying shame for this country, the United States of America, to relinquish its role as a leader around the world I remember when I was Attorney General and, and we were involved in the passage of the ADA in 1960. Uh, that captured attention around the world, 1990. I <laughs> lose a decade every now and then. <laughs> uh, but it, that captured attention from around the world. And we were besieged with visitors from other countries who came uh, to ask uh, what the components of the ADA were and how they could... Uh, carry forward this similar activity in their own countries. And uh, that's ultimately what gave rise to the United Nations Convention, adopted and uh, ratified by well over 100 separate countries around the world. And that's one of our most valuable exports in this uh, nation's history has been the rule of law and the laws that uh, are designed to guarantee human rights and uh, human liberty. So... Um, I think back, as I said, over my lifetime and see what progress has been made. And this is the next best chapter coming up. If we can get folks mobilized to focus on the good that comes, that's been spelled out by your guests uh, who are come from a wide variety of backgrounds and devoted and committed people uh, whom I'm proud to uh, join on this occasion today. But uh, I, I guess I say to you, Joyce, keep up the good work. You've carried us a long way you and your counterparts, and uh, I can't help but believe that the goodness of the American people is going to shine through and we're going to see this uh, treaty ratified. Well, Governor Ridge, I mean, Governor Thornburg, as Governor Ridge also said, uh, I mean, it's very clear this is bipartisan, but you served with President Bush, and his commitment to disability has been unparalleled, and of course, you were the Attorney General that enforced the ADA, um, and, and you know Bob Dole very well, and I think it's fair to say that from a bipartisan effort, we are all in agreement that this is important and a great thing. Would you say that? No question about it. I uh, was proud to serve under President George H.W. Bush, and I know personally how proud he regards this as one of the major accomplishments of his administration. And, of course, I wouldn't disagree with that. 
But it was a great thrill for me to be able to combine my personal agenda of trying to help my own son with severe disabilities make his way in life and to advance a cause that meant so much to me and to my president uh, and seeing the passage of the ADA. I'll never forget that bright, sunny day in July of 1990 when he signed the ADA on the south lawn of the White House with some 3,000 people, some with disabilities, some with not but all devoted to uh, the protection of human rights and the uh, progress of this country. Yes, and I just want to say, and then Tony, I'm going to ask you to make to join in here and make some comments um, before Governor Thornburg leaves. I want to say I know uh, Governor Thornburg and his wife, who I call the First Lady of Pennsylvania, Jenny Thornburg, very well. And by the way, Jenny works for the American Association of People with Disabilities. And I just want all of our listeners to know uh, this couple, I don't know of anyone like them, of their commitment to Americans with disabilities and quality of life and employment. And I just love both of you so much. And what you've done for all of us, I want you to know on behalf of all Americans with disabilities that we Appreciate that, Governor Thornburg. And, Tony, I know you're in agreement. Uh, do you want to make any comments while we have him with us? I sure do. Uh, Dick and Jenny Thornburg, as you in, uh, indicated, uh, are one of the very strongest couples that we have in the disability community advocating uh, for our opportunities to participate like anybody else in, in uh, society. Uh, I love the, both of them, Dick. You've been tremendous uh, in in our cause and helping us achieve so many things. Um, and so it, it's really an honor to be on the, this program uh, with you. Uh, I I think that one of the things that Joyce said is just how much you've done for people with disabilities. But your commitment to uh, American jurisprudence, your commitment to the Constitution, your commitment to making sure that all laws are fair and so forth is is unheralded. It's it's just you've been a tremendous speaking for so many people in so many different areas, but it's great that you also are a beacon for us. So I just, uh, Joyce's listeners, um, Dick Thornburg has testified for us in so many different occasions testified for us on the, on the treaty and is one of the strongest advocates uh, that we've had for all these years. So, Dick, we love you. We appreciate what you and Jenny do. Thank you, Tony. We return that love and respect, and uh, it helps to have a, an army of good colleagues back of you when you're fighting for a cause like this. Before you go, Governor Thornburg, I have asked everyone, I'll ask you now before you go, uh, what, what message do you have to our listeners? Let that grassroots support uh, permeate the atmosphere here in Washington so that senators who are called upon to uh, sustain America's leadership role in the disability rights movement can't help but uh, vote to support this important action on the part of the Senate, the constitutional responsibility to ratify treaties, a treaty, by the way, which is a result of uh, activity on the part of George W. Bush as our president and Barack Obama as our president. So that's about as close to bipartisanship as you can get. 
get that message through, folks. Let's let's not let uh, any kind of uh, distortion of the record or any special interest group uh, hijack such a marvelous uh, advance that will benefit all the people in the world. 600 million people with disabilities around the world are looking to see that the United States continues that role. Well, amen to that. And listen, uh, Governor Thornburg, once again, thank you not only for all you do, thank you for your support of CRPD, and thank you for taking time to join us today. You bet. I'm privileged to be with you and look to you again to continue that leadership role that's uh, accomplished so much for our people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lead on. Lead on. Uh, So, David, what do you think? Do you think that if we keep the passion and the uh, pressure out there that we can move this forward? I do. I'm optimistic that we can get this done, but it is going to require every voice being in the mix. We have the opportunity for the U.S. to ratify a core human rights treaty that was inspired by the Americans with Disabilities Act that's in the interests of the American disability community, our veterans, and our business sector. And by bringing those voices together, senators can't ignore us. We can push this forward. You know, as the year ended, Roll Call Magazine, which watches uh, federal uh, policymaking in Capitol Hill, listed the failure of the U.S. Senate to yet ratify the CRPD as one of the top 25 things that this Congress has so far failed to accomplish. We can change that by bringing every voice into the mix, by visiting disabilitytreaty.org, by talking about this not only with your senators, but with your friends and family and bringing them into the mix. And uh, we have the educational materials on disabilitytreaty.org that can help folks spread the word uh, and certainly take it into social media where we've seen such an explosion of interest through Facebook and Twitter. It really is a growing movement, and shows like yours, Joyce, are really helping us spread the word. But now we need to have the activation as a part of it. Yes, and I just want to say again, disabilitytreaty.org makes it easy to get in touch with who you need to get in touch with. I'm wondering, do you sort of uh, highlight the senators that would be the most important to reach out to? We do. When folks visit our website, uh, you're asked to put in your zip code, and it'll give you the contact information, not only for your senator, but for some very crucial senators. I'm thinking pointedly of the ranking uh, Republican on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, uh, Senator Corker of Tennessee. He needs to be hearing not only from Tennesseans, but from people who care about this issue around the country, that we look to him for leadership on U.S. engagement on this important treaty issue, that he is being uh, a, a solution finder in committee to pass a package that answers all the questions and that is one that the full Senate can support. I know we can get there, but we need him as a crucial part of it, and he needs to be hearing from Americans that they want to see him take that leadership role. Tony, would you agree? I totally agree. And, David, uh, I think Joyce's listeners uh, need to understand that uh, this program has 
a lot of very distinguished people on it, to Governor Ridge and Governor Thornburg. But we're not going to get it adopted uh, by uh, principals like them being the advocates. We're going to get it adopted as if people get mad, get involved, get committed, get people to make phone calls. Uh, that's the only way it's going to happen. Uh, you know, Tom Ridge and, and uh, Dick Thornburg and myself and others can can say all we want and call people and do it, but it's not going to happen unless the grassroots community gets engaged, gets involved, gets mad. Uh, look at uh, what is Senator Corker basically said on Christmas Eve. He issued a statement saying that he didn't see how there was could be any ruts that would uh, resolve the issues that he has. Well, you know what? If you're really committed to helping people with disabilities, you would work at it. You would work with Senator Menendez, who's the chairman of the committee. And the two of them, Senator Corker, who's the ranking Republican, and Senator Menendez, who is the ranking Democrat as chairman of the committee, the two of them need to work together to come up with uh, these resolutions that solve these issues, these concerns that people have. That can happen if you're committed to getting something done. If you're committed to trying to defeat it, then you don't do it. But if you're really a leader in your party and if you are a leader in trying to get something done, you can make it happen. This is easy to do if you want to do it. So what we need by Joyce's listeners and by your friends and your neighbors and people in your organizations is to get mad, is to say this is easy to do if you're committed to those of us with disabilities. If you're not, say so, so that we can react accordingly. But don't tell us you're committed to us, and then you're unwilling to sit down and work things out. It can be worked out. It will be worked out. We are committed to fighting this all the way. We're committed to making sure that people throughout the world have an opportunity to participate in their societies like we Americans do in ours, and our people have an opportunity to participate in countries uh, just like anybody else does. Some of our people today can get jobs internationally with these global companies, but because of their disability or because of their spouse's disability or because of one of their child's disability, they can't go because the accommodations aren't there to handle themselves or their family and so forth. So they cannot take these jobs. That's disgraceful. That's disgraceful that we aren't pushing other countries to recognize the disabled in their own country so that it creates opportunity for all of us. Our servicemen who have given up limbs, have given up uh, their, their part of their life for us as, as Americans, then don't have the opportunity to go back and to, to serve their country in other capacities and working for a company or working for the, uh, for the military again. They can't go back because the accommodations aren't there. How disgraceful that we are unwilling to make that fight. So we've got to get mad. We can't just say, you know, this is sad. Uh, okay, let Tom Ridge and Dick Thornburg and Tony Coelho and Bob Dole, let them do their thing. That isn't enough. We in our community can make this happen if we're committed, if we get mad and say, I'm unwilling to listen to you say you support us and you're unwilling to try to work out what needs to happen on this treaty. We need your Bravo, Tony Coelho. Bravo is right. And you know what I like? I like this get mad. I like this passion. 
Because just as Tony said, you know, we've got it. It's not going to change unless we make this change. We've got to raise our voice. And, Tony, one other thing. I know we only have a few minutes left on the show, but something we didn't get to talk about. Uh, isn't it true that we had, for the first time, a lot of media coverage? Yes. We, as a, uh, well, what happened is that everybody assumed that this treaty would go through. And when it was rejected at the end by only five votes, some of those individuals had committed to Senator Dole they would, they would be with us and then switched because of pressure from a, a small group of people threatening political retribution and so forth. And they turned again. As a result of that, the, the national media just couldn't believe it. And you had all kinds of stories and, and, and TV and media and the press and so forth saying, this is disgraceful. This, I, we can't believe this has happened. And so... The, it isn't just us in the disability community uh, uh, that need to get engaged. The media and others need to point out what is wrong. Why, why can't you reach a resolution? This is an easy thing to do if you're committed. If you're not committed, don't play games with us. Don't tell us you're for us, and then you're not even willing to sit down and work out these understandings in order to resolve whatever the issue is that you have. You can't have it both ways. You just cannot have it both ways. Well, I think that says it all. But, David, uh, what closing comments would you like to make? I think Tony just hit it right on the head. We have got to get angry. We have got to get active. We've got to make those calls to our senators, and I'm imploring everyone on the call to visit disabilitytreaty.org. Make that call and spread the word to your friends and family. Yeah, and I like what David said about telling everyone, including your friends and family, we need a roar. And the way you get a lot of people behind this is when you spread the news. Um, And when you go to that website, disabilitytreaty.org, don't forget, don't just think I'm going to talk to my senator, do that, but even contact these other senators because... We've got to let them know how important this is, or we'll be saying shame on you all over again. And by the way, we're not going away. We are not going away. We are going to fight this. If there's one thing Tony Coelho has taught me, it's that you never give up, and we won't give up. Uh, Tony, before we close the show, do you have uh, another message for our listeners? Well, I just appreciate what uh, David Morrissey and Mark Bristow, as chairman of his board, uh, have done in providing the leadership and the mechanism uh, to bring this treaty forward so that we can get a vote on it to get it uh, accomplished. David and Mark and all the individuals, Eileen and so many others uh, at the committee, have worked their hearts out, and uh, those of us in the community appreciate uh, Marcus' leadership and David's leadership in uh, helping us get this done. So um, uh, we all appreciate that, but you know what? That isn't enough. Uh, We can only really appreciate their efforts if those of us in the community uh, get mad and get out and make this happen. They can provide the direction. They can provide the mechanism to make your voice heard, but they can't be your voice. Uh, you have to be your voice. You have to make 
the phone call. You have to connect. People in elected office need to know that this is something that's important to you as an individual, not through some lobbyist, not through some some uh, person that you know, but you directly. And that is if you have a friend or neighbor or a relative that has a disability, you understand what we're talking about, then make the call. Uh, help us out. Uh, get people mad. Get people engaged. Uh, this is really uh, a sad day that, that we can let a minority uh, control what is very strong position on the part of so many people. Uh, but because of the Senate rules, uh, you need to have 67 votes, not a majority. We have a majority, but we need to get 67 votes to adopt the treaty. So we are basically five votes short. Help us. Help us get those last five votes. Well, there you have it, and I'll tell you what. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, David. But I must end this show with a quote, and this quote, hey, what else can it be other than what Tony said? Get mad. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. CRPD. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.